Welcome to Third Shot Podcast, where we talk everything pickleball. And if you haven't already done so, be sure to check us out on our social media at Third Shot Podcast or on Twitter, search at Third Shot Pod. I am here with Russ and Uncle Greg. How are you two doing? We're having so much fun at the little pre show we've been doing. <laughs> We are. It was hard to get through without laughing. <laughs> and, and, you know, we have our tradition of doing shots to start the show, but I think we already got started. So let's just uh, make it official. Seems... Cheers, okay, everybody. Let's do it. Yeah, Cheers. here we go. Cheers. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been I've been looking on uh, online about all these different people that are learning how to play pickleball all over the world. And it got me thinking, where would you travel? If you could choose anywhere to travel, where would you choose to travel and play mm. pickleball? Anywhere in the world. Anywhere or are we world. talking state? Mm. You know, I'm overdue for a tropical vacation. So I would have to pick somewhere tropical. Just so I can be there next to the beach. And I don't know if this court exists, but I think it needs to be built if it hasn't. But I need a pickleball court that's like right on the beach. So just envision like white sand beaches. You could see the ocean. You could smell the ocean. And you play back to back to back to back pickleball games. And then right after, you just go walk into the water relax for a little bit and then you're ready to play some more i like it i like we that. need to find that, these courts yeah that's a good one that's a good one greg how about I, you yeah i you know it's funny because i asked a question and i was like i should have an answer for this <laughs> <laughs> i i think what i would do is i would just factor in kind of my bucket list of where i want to travel and mm. um, i've been wanting to go to spain and I have been seeing pickleball really taking off in Spain right now. So I think, you know, more and more co- courts are opening up both indoor and outdoors. I think it would be fantastic to go to Spain, play a little pickleball. Like you said, Bridgie, there's parts of Spain that's right on the coast. Go play, jump in the ocean. Is it the ocean there in Spain? Or is it a gulf? What What is the body of water next to Spain? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Jump into the I, water. <laughs> jump into the water, cool off, you know, have a, have a drink, then go out and play some more pickleball. I think that's perfect. How about that you, Russ? Great. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to Italy over the summer, so I'm thinking maybe I just need to find a place there to play. You know, like, I guess, just bring stuff along, throw it in the carry-on, and, and there you go. Like, I'll, I'll find a place. Like Venice, maybe that would be cool. Ooh. I don't know if they have tennis courts or pickleball courts like or tennis courts or anything there like it's all like the sidewalks are all water so or the roads are all water what do you i don't know maybe i could find a place there <laughs> a floating <laughs> pickleball court <laughs> a floating pickleball court yes i like that but i just don't know like when i get there how do i ask how do i say and actually i guess there's my learning more question for you uh no. when you go to another country how do you ask like where the pickleball court is how do you say like i know you know uh, you know, Los 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 Banos. Uh, I think bathroom. <laughs> necessity. That's a necessity. How do I question. find a pickleball court? Like, I I, I don't well, know. 
I happen to have my phone next to me. Let's let's find okay. out. Let, let, let's check. Yeah, this I don't out. speak okay. any Italian. Maybe Siri can help us. Okay, let's try this. Hey Siri, how do you say pickle in Italian? In Italian, pickle is sottacetti. Okay, so I That's guess if you combine that with ball. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a literal translation? Would that like work? That? I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know because you know soccer. Like you say soccer here. If you went there and said soccer, they would totally know what you're talking about. Although they probably right. don't call it soccer; they call it football. Right. I googled well, this because I don't okay. want you to go over there and ask someone okay. for pickles. Okay. Google translation English to Italian pickleball in English, and then in. Italian, it's Pickel Ball. <laughs> Did you hear that? Pickel oh, Ball. Pickel Ball. Okay. I'm going to listen to Google instead of Siri on this one because <laughs> Pickel Ball is so much easier than what? Super, super Chetty? Ball. <laughs> super Chetty Ball. You might get something else, don't say that. I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to find out oh, how your man. adventures go. <laughs> if you could ever find, uh, you know, a pickleball court or where this actually gets you sent. I don't <laughs> you may be going to the prison. I don't know. Uh, who knows? I just wanted to play pickleball. <laughs> you might be offending the whole country. I don't know. Right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Okay, well, we made Bridgie cry. Uh, she's laughing so hard over there. Oh, let's 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 uh, let's pull it together and try to figure out what's what's coming up on this podcast. Oh man! Well, to keep it with the travel theme, we have a couple of guys that are going to be setting a Guinness World Record dealing with pickleball and travel. When we come back, we're going to be meeting Dean Matt and Shannon Yeager. And I can't wait to tell you guys what they will be doing and how they're going to break a record. So come on back. Hi, it's Bridgie and Uncle Greg from Third Shop Podcast. We've been wearing some gear from Kinzer Brand, and we are getting so many compliments on the court. Check out their pickleball clothing line for men and women featuring the quick dry fabric that's stretchy and super comfortable. It's perfect to wear for those long matches on sunny days. Check them out at Kinzer.brand on Instagram and their website, Kinzer.com. That's spelled K-I-N-Z-S-E-R.com. And use promo code ThirdShotPodcast at checkout for 15% off. See you on the course. Welcome back to Third Shot. Please check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast or on Twitter. Search for us at Third Shot Pod. Bridgie and I are super excited to be joined by Dean Matt and Shannon Yeager. Guys are about to do something incredible and we can't wait to talk about it. But welcome. Both of you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here. Well, you know the drill. Once we get started, we got to like get this party rolling the right way. So cheers to what's coming up for the two of you. Cheers. Thank you. You won't be doing this before we take off. <laughs> oh, you gave us a little hint of what's coming. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So before we get into the plans on what's to come, you two are planning to play a lot of pickleball. But how did you two get started playing? Shannon, take that away. All right. Well, um, (laughs) I I come from a little bit of a different background. So um, I'm actually a professional pilot. Um, So I travel a lot. And one of the things I used to, you know, way back, used to play the racquetball, used to play a little tennis, mostly racquetball. And I found that traveling and trying to get some sport in, awfully difficult. I have found with this that my paddle fits nicely in my bag. And the crazy part is pretty much everywhere I go, not only in the United States, I can find a game usually within one hour. It's pretty crazy. And I can say that over the past, yeah. So I've only been playing about about three years. I came to it though. My father-in-law was one of the first um, uh, USA Pickleball Pickleball Ambassadors here in Florida. And I'm sure you understand that a lot of people decide to spend time where they're not having to work down in my neck of the woods. And so that means there's a lot more – there's a lot of pickleball going on around here. And I just kind of got into it from that. And I just really love the uh, social aspect and the fact that literally I can say now pretty much most places in the world, I can get into a game in about an hour from landing. Anywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because – I don't know if you've ever heard of another sport um, out there. It's called Padel. I don't know if you've ever heard of this mm-hmm. before. Yeah. They play a lot of it, you know, in Europe. And believe it or not, there are some Padel courts where the 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 it's removable for their size net and they put up portable nets and tape out pickleball on the court. And I found that cool. in Spain. It does actually exist. That's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I got there. I got there by <laughs> by flying and needing a way to get to to get some exercise in and still be able to play a paddle sport, um, you know, paddle tennis, a racket sport of some kind, and um, just found a way to do it this way because racquetball was really difficult when you travel. You don't have your set partner. I don't have my set reservations at my set place. Um, the drop in phenomenon. Now I know that I will never win a tournament doing that, but the drop in phenomenon for me has just been the the real the real way to go, and I get to experience how. In different parts of the country, they believe the game is played different ways. And it's really cool to see that. And what we're going to do together as we travel on the country, I'm going to see it now in a compressed time frame. And I think that's going to be pretty cool too. Well, I think there's been a couple of hints on what is coming up. So Dean, tell everybody, what are the two of you attempting to do? All right. So this is a big reveal. So (laughs) Shannon and I are going to attempt a Guinness World Record. We're going to play 48 pickleball matches in 48 states, and we'll do it in less than 48 days. In fact, we think we'll do it in about 26 days. Whoa, you can almost uh, do it twice. Well, let's not get carried away. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think you realize how small this airplane is, and we're going to be very close. That's a lot of days together, you know? That's why you narrowed it down to 26, huh? (laughs) I guarantee Shannon one thing, but by the time we're done with this, we're going to be sick of each other and we'll be ready for a vacation. That's right. So we're going to take off out of Sarasota, Florida, uh, May 1st. Um, I've been flying since high school, yeah, but not as much as Shannon. I'm a general aviation pilot, got about 2,000 hours. He's got about 10 times the hours. So uh, together we'll have a good time and we'll, we'll uh, make a good team doing it. And I bought a Cessna. Turbo 206 a few years ago. It's a six-passenger plane. It goes up to 27,000 feet. And it's uh, probably a good plane for this mission to get over the mountains and uh, and go decently fast and carry a bunch of, of stuff. So 
Um, I always wanted to do something and go around the country. My wife and I were golfers up in Chicago. We moved down to Sarasota a couple of years ago and, and uh, moved to a golf course community and had, had hardly played any golf because of this thing called pickleball, which I never – I've heard of it before. And I, like, that's like a dumb name, pickleball. How, how, how interesting could it be? And then just in the last six months is when I first started playing. Well, maybe a year ago now, started playing. And uh, I, I don't play golf anymore, hardly. You know, it's all, it's all pickleball. I met Shannon at the, at the, in Sarasota at the courts and found out he was a pilot and asked him a dumb question. Hey, get some time to fly around the country and, and uh, play pickleball. And he said, yeah, I think we could do that. So I started looking into it a little bit more detail. And I called uh, Selkirk. I think I just bought a Selkirk paddle and said, hey, this is what we want to do. You want to sponsor us? And he said, yep, sounds crazy and kooky and, and fun and, and, and neat enough. We'll do that. We found a few more sponsors, including OS Fur, Chicken and Pickle. We'll be playing at three of their beautiful facilities, Jigsaw Health out in uh, Scottsdale. And so I put together a route. The first thing I did is, is find, a sponsor, find a sponsor to call Bismarck, North Dakota to see if they've ever heard of pickleball. And, and, <laughs> they have, right. and everyone has. And then the third thing was to, to do the route. So we laid down a route. These are, we want to hit every state. We're not going way up to Seattle or way down to Miami. It's kind of on the interior of the United States as much as possible, you know, making a shorter route. For instance, we're going to be playing Amarillo, Texas instead of Dallas. You know, Dallas is just a little bit out of the way. But the, the whole route is about 16 state capitals. Uh, we're going to be playing in the top five population centers in 45 of the states. So, you know, we're, we're hitting some meaningful centers. And as Shannon likes to say, we're going to be playing uh, a lot of different folks and in a lot of different places. We're going to kind of document the tapestry of where and how and who plays pickleball in the United States. So that's what we're, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to attempt. That sounds like so much fun. And I, I can't wait to follow along your journey. Um, and I'm sure a lot of other people are very excited to hear that too. How did you even think of this idea? Like where did this come from or what sparked it? That's a good question. Um, so uh, seven years ago, I watched this documentary on HBO. It was, and I encourage everybody to watch it. Uh, it was called the 50-50-50 Iron Cowboy. So this guy did 50 full Ironman triathlons in 50 states in 50 days. Wow. And oh his, it just hurts your yeah. head thinking about uh, yeah. it, doesn't it? Like, I don't even want to do one. I'm sore. <laughs> I just, I just, ah, 50-50-50. Did he do it? Did he make it? Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he did. A Seventy-seven minute documentary. There's <laughs> a three-minute trailer. If you do nothing else, go go look at the trailer. His name is James Lawrence, and my wife and I just jaw dropped while we're watching this. How could this guy do this? What a, what a human inspiration uh, this was. So then I started thinking, well, geez, my wife Luann, let's let's go do fifty rounds of golf in fifty days in fifty states and. We started to kind of think along those lines, and then I had hip surgery and moved to Florida and, and kind of put that on the shelf for a while until ran into Shannon. So that was the impetus uh, of how you know we, we started to do this. Now, coincidentally, I reached out to James Lawrence out in Salt Lake City, which is one of our stops, and I said, James, you're my, you're my inspiration for this trip. Uh, would you mind playing with us in, in the Salt Lake City stop? 
so what he what he's doing now, he's speaking all over the world. He's does he does TED talks and all that stuff. And again, go go see his documentary, the fifty 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 Iron Cowboy. If he's in Salt Lake City, he'll be there with us, uh, uh, playing. Well, Shannon, it's interesting it didn't too, sound like uh, it didn't sound like Dean had to twist your arm at all to do this, huh? No, <laughs> and and it it you know because this is definitely his idea. I'm not taking anything away from that. But the thing that kind of I think sprung it to the final reality is that we struck up some conversations while playing. You know, I'm coming in as a drop in. Um, and we started striking up conversations about how neat it is to see how people play around the country. Then we kind of tipped into, wait a minute, you're a pilot? No, wait, you're a pilot? Oh. And then that's the kind of thing where it kind of became a, a reality of that. But this is definitely Dean's idea. And no, he did not have to twist my arm very hard because even though I'm a professional pilot and I've been doing this for a long time and many, many, many thousands of hours, um, I still really enjoy it and I enjoy seeing the country that way. And it's mostly because I enjoy meeting the people because the type of flying that I do professionally, I don't work for an airline. I fly for um, private families. Um, so I fly those business jets. And so that means that I go to places where people tend to be in smaller areas and vacation areas and I stay with the families. So, you know, I'll fly them out there, but I'm there for three or four days and then I fly them back. Um, so that's a, a very different way to see and it allows me the opportunity to see you know, that, that sociology experiment that is the United States as you kind of go around. And the cool thing is, is I'm actually one of the exciting points for me is not just to show how pickleball goes around, but I'm also excited to see for Dean, you know, the opportunity that he's going to have. It's cool to watch somebody in their first time really taking in the whole country kind of in such a compressed time frame, um, not just the pickleball, but also the flying. So for me, it's a, it's a cool win all the way around because I get to play pickleball. I get to fly airplanes. I get to see somebody enjoying new stuff with airplanes. It kind of checks all the boxes. How do you say no? Right. The, the answer when somebody asks is, well, yeah, of course. Well, you know, one of the things that I was really curious about is you said you have a six person plane. Is anybody flying with you on this trip or just the two of you going? Really, so, it's going to be the – oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dean. That's a good, good question. It's, it's really just Shannon and myself. Um, we've invited uh, – we've extended invitations to folks on, on various uh, you know, pick, professional pickleball tours. We've done some work with uh, APP and, and, and some promotional stuff and Selkirk, and you know, we're connected with PPA as well, and, and we know a lot of the pros and whatnot. So invitations are extended for them to hop in the plane and – to go with us on certain legs, uh, whether it's the, the professional, it could be you or out, out your way. Out wow. Second. Okay. Yeah. You want to come along a flight? You, you have, have to bring a paddle. One way only. It's one way only. Out in yes. Vegas, uh, Bridgie, we're going to be playing in Henderson, so come down and see us. Hey, that's where that. my folks live. I was going to ask if you two were, yeah. when you were flying to – Nevada, if you were going to come to the fun half or if you were going to go to Reno. <laughs> no, he, he's been very diligent about getting us places that do do a couple of things. They reduce the, the route time for us, number one. Number two, have a support structure and kind of the need. You know, a lot of these places, they've, they've recently invested, like even municipalities have invested in – in new facilities and they need a reason for the media to come out and see it. Well, Guinness World Record tips a pretty cool reason we're going to come out and play. And that kind of also goes back to the airplane. The reason we have the six passenger airplanes also, remember, we're taking a portable net with us, stuff like that, because mm -hmm. in one place, we're literally going to stop the airplane. We're going to get out and we're going to place the net right there on the landing area and we're going to play in Maryland. 
So, you know, we have to be able to accommodate that kind of stuff as well as that we're going to go into professional locations and things like that, too. So we're, we're highlighting both sides. Well, and, and Guinness World, World Records, if I may explain that a little bit, you know, when we started this, I told my sponsors, I said, you know, I've been talking with Guinness World Records. Currently, they don't have a world record for this event. I've worked with them in the past on a few other things, and I, I basically had to arm wrestle them to say, hey, how about a pickleball-related Guinness World Record? And they came back and said, well, maybe. How about the longest volley or the longest time to play? I said, no, you guys have other records. You have, like, the, the, the fastest time to, to play a concert in 48 states. This what this is just like that, except we're playing pickleball. So make, so I, I arm wrestled them, and they, they came up with a Guinness World Record, and we're, we're registered. You know, we have rules and a bunch of data that we have to submit and, and all that stuff, and, and we'll see if they give it to us. But it's an official Guinness World Record. Well, I have a follow-up to that, but before we get to it, we have to take a quick break. And when we come back, I, I, I'm fascinated by the Guinness Book of World Records. I, I grew up with multiple editions of the Guinness Book of World Records in my yeah. room, and I would just page through. When I was just at night, I would just page yeah. through in my bed looking at the different records. But I, I have to ask you a question because you're the first person I know that is actually going to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will have Dean and Shannon talk a little bit more about the record that is coming up in flying to 48 states, playing 48 matches in less than 48 states. This is going to be fun. Come right back. It's Bridgie and Uncle Greg from Third Shot Podcast. We've been wearing some gear from Kinzer Brand, and we are getting so many compliments on the court. Check out their pickleball clothing line for men and women featuring the quick-dry fabric that's stretchy and super comfortable. It's perfect to wear for those long matches on sunny days. Check them out at kinzer.brand on Instagram and their website, kinzer.com. That's spelled K-I-N-Z-S-E-R.com. And use promo code THIRDSHOTPODCAST at checkout for 15% off. See you on the courts. Welcome back to Third Shot. We are in our third segment, and we are joined today by Dean Matt and Shannon Yeager, who are attempting to play 48 pickleball games in 48 states in less than 48 days. Welcome back. We've got some more fun questions and so much more interesting information to find out. But before we get into it, we do need to do our third shot. Our favorite shot. Cheers. Well, before the break, I kind of uh, was saying how much I was just fascinated by world records and, and looking at Guinness Book. And I just never knew, like, how do you even get a hold of Guinness and, and get them to take your call or, or email or whatever, just to say, Hey, I'm attempt to do it. And do they even follow everybody that attempts to try to break a record? Because obviously I would guess most of the people fail. Right. So like, what is the process of reaching out to Guinness and convincing them you're worthy of, you know, doing a, a record and how do they record it and validate it? I'm, I'm just walk us through this process because I, I just, I love, I want to know. Yeah, well, it's very easy. They have a website. I think it's GuinnessGWR.com or GuinnessWorldRecords.com. I never spoke to a live person. Everything's over over email. It takes about two weeks by the time you ask a question to get an answer. 
Uh, so it's a very delayed response. Now they have, uh, I guess, concierge service. If you need an answer in, in that in five days, you know, you got to pay ten thousand dollars for that. But we have a little bit of time on our side, so we're kind of working, you know, working the slow channels and getting answers. Uh, once they have a category, you, you can look at it tonight. Um, their website's very slow. That's the other thing too. I don't know if it's because their, their website servers are in England or who knows why, but it's a very slow website. Um, but you can go in there and it says, you know, basically set a world record or, you know, register to set a world record. And you could scan all the categories. You could type in uh, search, search, search words and, and whatnot. And it will come up with relevant, uh, records that have been attempted or are current world records or haven't been attempted yet. And you could register and so on and so forth. Now, when you watch like the Today Show and you see the guy from Guinness World Records show up there, when the guy's you know doing ten hula hoops at once or whatever right. record he's setting, <laughs> his official pick, that's not going to be us. You know, for a couple reasons. One, to have that kind of a on you know person right there, it costs like ten or twenty thousand dollars. You know, to pay the Guinness to have that. That's not in our budget. Number two, because we're going to all forty-eight states, you know, there isn't really going to be one place where this guy could, could watch us. So one in the record on, online, then when we're registered for this record, it's got about five pages of rules. You know, you must do this. You must do this. You must report this. And then how do you, how do you capture, you know, Shannon just went out and bought a, 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 a GPS tracker that will track wherever he is in, in, in the world as evidence of, of where we've been. Shannon. Yeah. So like what, a, what an, it really entails is, you know, for, for it's kind of like yeah. that. <laughs> It's kind of like that. It feels like it has a carabiner on it and you clip it on. Um, so what it is, is there's a bunch of rules, actually. The ones that I got to adhere to because we have to both document the distances traveled that we've made it to the locations. And then we also have to document the games. So I have to I have to create a – and I've already created it a, – a sign sheet. So there has to be at least 10 minutes of video per day. I have to have pictures of every person that we play and they have to sign the logbook with the score of the game, who we played, and at the location. When I do that, I have to press a button on that GPS tracker that locks that area and the timestamp against that. And then those timestamps have to match up. It's going to work out to be um, a couple of rather large computer files that I send off at the end to validate because I have to give them also, looking back, because it's 48 days, right? So that's that's 10 times 48. I got 480 minutes of video minimum that I have to make sure that they have. Um, and that has to be um, a video of us departing and leaving each of the locations from the airplane portion and then arriving and departing the play locations at the same time. So we got to document all that stuff, get it recorded, and then that has to all be turned in. And then they're going to look that over and then they will award or not award based on on that data. Wow. that. It's such a process and please, please, please do not forget to turn on your camera because I can only imagine you get so close and you take off and you think, oh, shoot. It's not the turn it, it on. on. It's a did I charge my batteries? There's the problem. Uh, right? yeah. There it is. Not, so people don't batteries. think about that. It's the batteries that kill you. Well, I was, I was worried about making sure we're in all 48 states. For instance, Kansas City, you know, uh, Kansas versus Missouri. Yep. We're, we're going to play the chicken and pickle. I had to make sure that that was a Kansas City, Missouri, because that's going to be our Missouri stock. And then I was working with what I call a city ambassador up in Danbury, Connecticut. And so where are we going to play? I said, we're going to land at Danbury, Connecticut. I said, where are we going to play? Oh, such and such place. And then it, I just like, what? 
it, w- it was in New York over the river or something like that. So no, it's got to be in Connecticut. <laughs> so what state has been the toughest for you to play at? Well, the last states that we uh, have got the venues have been Savannah, Georgia, Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina. And there we're going we're gonna to land once and, and get driven to both states. Uh, that was tough. Palm Springs was dragging its feet. And then I finally took the bull by the horns. And, and actually somebody reached out to me and said, hey, I saw you guys are doing this wacky event. I, what are your plans for California? Can you get up to Sacramento? I'm like, no, we're okay. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is cool. It's going to be a private residence. He's got his own runway and uh, he's got an apartment for me and Shannon to stay at. So, I mean, it checked all the boxes. <laughs> That's well, great. Needless to say, we're cheap too. We're cheap too. You know, he has a washer and dryer too. I forgot to ask him that. <laughs> if, if there's a sink, you can take care of it. That's right. Yeah. So when you two are playing the games or planning to play the games, are you planning on playing on the same team or are you going to kind of divide yourselves up and play with other people? I think we're going to be playing with um, with other people on purpose because in some places we're purposely playing um, with different types of people. So we don't want to always be on the same team. And remember this 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 record that we're trying to go for is not about how many games we win. It's not if we're a team, it's that we are going to both be playing in every single game across the whole thing. So it's not important because again, we're also looking at this because you notice we're not like doing a charity with this. This is really kind of just generally promote, promote the sport of pickleball um, and, and how travelable that the sport is. And that's not playing a word, but it, it really is one of those things that goes around the entire country. See, those shots are taking effect. It's travelable. <laughs> we should look that up, right? Um, but I think that that's part of it is, is to show you know the pickleball community, hey, there's more than just where you're currently playing or maybe your, your summer and winter home. There's other places and there's places that play a full – everybody bangs away the entire game where everybody – Dinks the entire game. We're a good mix between, and uh, even strategies are different. Some people like to play, you know, one behind the other, and it really is kind of regional. I've found already just in my travels, and I think we're going to see some neat stuff with this too. Well, one of the things that we've talked about in the past episodes is is like a four level player, the same in one state versus another state. And when you guys are going out and playing, are you looking for a certain level player or you don't care or how is, how are you picking who you're playing with? So I'll go, Greg, are you, another way of asking your question, are 4.0 players, do they sandbag down to 3.0 level in every state? Is that your question? That, that is really the question, but <laughs> I don't want to be that obvious. Strategy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tournament strategy. That's the tournament strategy. I can tell you. I can tell you it happens in Florida all the time because <laughs> I got smoked in the two tournaments I was in. Um, we're going to be playing um, a variety of places and a variety of people. So we'll be playing professionals. If we play, you know, two 6.6 professionals, it isn't going to be Shannon and me on the same side, right? So we're just going to split <laughs> that up real quick. But we're going to be playing disadvantage or in inner city youths in um, Memphis uh, Tennessee and Shannon, I didn't get a chance to tell you this, but we're actually going to be playing. That's another stop. We're going to be playing at the airport. We're going to make that stop be about, you know, playing the pickleball with the inner city kids that are coming out. And then they're also going to be climbing through our airplanes, um, and, and getting a kind of a, a nice overview of an airplane. We're going to be playing some special Olympic kids, hopefully in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and maybe in, in another stop. 
We're going to be playing some celebrities, uh, some professional uh, pickleball players, ordinary folks like the four of us uh, on this call, uh, people that are wealthy, people that are poor, people that own their own um, pickleball businesses and, and, and whatnot. So a variety of people, a lot of Selkirk ambassadors. We're going to be playing a 97-year-old woman up in Kalamazoo and down here at our last stop. In, in our country club here, we're going to be playing a, a 93-year-old. Uh, his name's Vince. He's uh, the the, uh, the treasure of uh, Sarasota pickleball. In fact, I played with him this morning. Um, as far as where we're going to play, also a variety of places. We're going to be playing at public courts that are, you know, whether they're existing and 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 they're out of space and they need to put new ones in or or newly built courts. We're going to be playing in a variety of uh, private uh, places that are going up, private clubs that are going up, kind of like a chicken and, and pickle, but there's one-offs going up all over the, all over the place. We'll be playing in stadiums where the where the pros play, like um, Orchard out in Scottsdale at Jigsaw Health. We're going to be playing in private country clubs. One stop is going to be a motor coach resort, a high-end motor coach resort with its own dedicated pickleball courts. That's Hilton Head Island. Uh, we're going to be playing at two airport ramps, uh, three private residences, uh, one in uh, Sacramento, one up in Vancouver, Washington, and the other, I think, in, in Wilmington uh, or, or Norfolk, uh, Virginia Beach, uh, Virginia. So just a variety of, of places, and at each place we'll have the media out there. Not so much to ask Shannon and Dean how the trip's going, although that's part of it. That's really the excuse to get the media out there is this trip. But what we want people to talk about is their local community, their local venue, their local park district, their local club that just got built, and the vibrancy and growth of pickleball in their local communities. That's the story that we're trying to tell. So <clears throat> gathering all these stories, are you planning on putting them um, like in a blog format or video? And where can people follow along? So we're going to be doing um, our own filming during the trip. Uh, a lot of that's just going to be captured on, on high-def iPhone uh, imagery. We're going to be uploading to Selkirk, um, and I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up and edit on a, on a regular basis. But we hope to have maybe a, a, a two-minute summary of each stop, you know, and maybe Shannon and I just explain what we did for the day, how the flight went, how the who we played, you know, if there's any celebrities that we played or what's new in the, in the local community out there. Um, and at the end of this, we hope to put a, a documentary a la the 50-50-50 Iron Cowboy. We think that would be so neat to just to encapsulate the whole the whole journey. And then actually while we're traveling as well, the, um, the, the devices that I have purchased to use to be able to track our data to submit to Guinness will also display in real time. They can actually see where we're at and what location we're currently playing, and it will it'll put breadcrumbs on the map and actually see where we're currently at. That'll be linked into uh, Dean's website as well um, as we go through. And I believe that we'll be able to post something with socials kind of as we as we're motoring along. We'll try to do the most we can. We might be a little tired, but I'm going to for sure be capturing, uploading into a raw place, and then we might have some post somebody else doing some post editing for us, but. Uh, we should have some video pretty much every day coming out because again, we wanna we wanna help out our, our wonderful sponsor Selkirk and and also just again to promote the the general pickleball story across the U.S. That's so and, cool. And again, 
I think one thing that's that's neat also on our website at the very bottom, our website is mucho dash dean, my name D E A N dash aero like aeronautical, A E R O dot com. And then there's a pickleball challenge tab. At the bottom of that, there's a, a button and it says, Where in the world is mucho dinero? That's kind of what I call myself sometimes. You click on that button and it brings you right to the FAA website that tracks our plane. So you'll see previous flights. You'll see our airplane in the sky in real time. So if, uh, Bridgie, you come out and see us in Henderson, Nevada, and you want to know, you know, when we're going to get there, you click on that button and you'll see, oh, geez, they're going to be there in 45 minutes. I better get, I better get out of the shower and, and get down there. <laughs> I will be there. I got to set some alarms and put it on my calendar. You know, every time I go and travel, one of the first things I do is figure out where I'm going to eat. Right, Bridgie knows this. Uh, we, <laughs> I'm just curious. Is is have you already talked about? I obviously a chicken and pickle. You're going to be probably eating there, but in other states, have you figured out where you're eating, or like, are you going to get souvenirs from every state? Are you going to do something that uh, you know bring back and have something to remember about each state besides the film? I I don't see how we're really going to have a lot of. We're not going to be having time to do any sightseeing. We've got like three down days for the whole trip, one in Scottsdale, one in Sacramento, or maybe four down days, one in Sacramento, one up in Vancouver, and one in Chicago. And that's kind of built in in case we run into weather. So it, it kind of buffers downstream cities from disrupting their thing. But as far as eating, I'm, 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 I don't know, Shannon, you've kind of debated this. I'm wondering if I'm going to Way more at the end of the trip than at the beginning, or less. You know, I, we're gonna, I think we're, we're going to weigh less because you know those vending machines at the airport. That's about what we're going to have. Oh um, no, you know, you're not going to have any time to eat. Come on. Well, 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 here's the reality. The reality is we're doing at least two states every day, sometimes three. So think about that. We have to fly to the location. We got to get out of the airplane. We got to either set up or go to. We got to play the game, shake hands, kiss babies with the media. Then we got to get ourselves back to the airplane, get to the next stop. See what I mean? So we, to be able to pull this off, it has to be rather quick. So there's but really the no downtime into the places. I, I am going to try their their jerk chicken. That's what they're famous for. I have asked a few country clubs, uh, Shannon, to give us some box lunches so we could eat it in the plane. You know, so you I kind of think I'm going to be gaining weight because I'm not going to be getting too much exercise. You know, sitting for 90 hours next to Shannon. <laughs> no. you, you're saying by osmosis some of my fat is going to transfer <laughs> come on man I didn't say that I didn't hear that no but I, I think both of you are going to have a really great time doesn't matter right that's right, you're on that's right. it's kind of like a vacation a little I don't bit. know I think we're going to need a vacation after this because <laughs> To, to put also put in perspective, it's, it's more than 80 hours of actually being at the flight control split between the two of us, obviously, as we're going. But we're still going to be – again, you got to understand that we're going to be about you know that far away, about you know an inch or so away from our shoulders touching for 80 hours in a very small piece of metal um, hurtling through the sky. And um, <laughs> you know w- when you do that, remember there's, there's, there's heat. There's the dryness of when you get up. And I don't know if you guys think about how you feel after you've just been flying, even in a commercial airliner. This is a non-pressurized. So especially when we work our way out west, uh, the uh, two hours of flying in a small aircraft is a lot more draining than you realize. Now, does it work us out and make our muscles go big? No. But is it tiring? The answer is yes. So that's especially why there needs to be two pilots in this deal because 
it's really too much to ask in such a condensed time frame to fly 80 hours, especially in those conditions uh, by yourself. It's not a very smart move. Wow. I wouldn't even have known to even think about all of that stuff. It's just exciting to hear that you two are going to be traveling around to 48 states, but it is very serious and and a lot of planning has to go into this. And that's what he's here for. I just come along for the ride and go like this. <laughs> well, we can't Shannon really. doesn't even know all the cities we're going to. So it's going to be like a rock star. Okay, Shannon, we're in uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. You know. Where's the, oh, where am I putting the flight plane to next? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, you asked earlier, Uncle Greg, if anybody else is coming on the flight. There is a couple cities where my wife is going to join us, and here's why. She's been to 48 states already. She has not been to Oregon. Now, I just talked to uh, somebody out there yesterday, and they said, don't say Oregon when you're out here. They'll know from you're out of town. <laughs> it's Oregon. So she hasn't been to Oregon, and she hasn't been to Idaho. Those are her last two states. So she's going to fly a big plane out to Oregon, Portland, and then she's going to hop in our plane, and our next stop is Boise, Idaho, and then she will have done her 50 states, and, uh, and uh, she doesn't know it yet, but I got her a little plaque. Oh, she's going to bring a clothespin for her nose because we've been in it for way too long and not enough laundry facilities, I'm pretty sure, by then. Well, she's going to know after she listens to the show. And that's so sweet, a plaque. I'm sure she's going to really appreciate that. I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast, though. No, I hope she listens to it. I hope she'll listen to it. The plaque came to the door. She was wondering what's in the box. I got the box right over here. I haven't opened it yet. I I better not forget the box either. No, I'll (laughs) remind you. I'll remind you. We had to calculate it in the weight so we know it's going. Well, we wish we wish to both of you so much luck and have a great time. And we want you to have this Guinness World Record. Thank you so much for joining us. And like Uncle said, we are super excited to see your journey and to learn more about how pickleball is played in those 48 states. Hey, we're, we're looking forward to it. And thanks a lot for having us on. We appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on Thank Third Shot, awesome. where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. A special thanks to Dean and Shannon for joining us today. We will have updates of their progress on our, web, our website, thirdshotpodcast.com. Support the show by subscribing. We promise to have more amazing guests like Dean and Shannon in future episodes. Let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow the pickleball community. See you next time on Third Shot Podcast.